from Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 121. Today's show is brought to you by Foot Cardigan. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Federico Vitici. Ciao, Federico. Ciao, Mike. And Stephen Hackett. Howdy, Stephen Hackett. Hey, man. How are y'all? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go right into follow-up because as we're recording like an hour ago, Apple got the AirPods put on sale. Yay. <laughs> we, should, we should play the... Uh, you know, some kind of orchestra music to like to celebrate. Like, what's the, what's the name of the song that they play for the new year every time? Old Lang Syne. No, there's like, do, do you guys watch the 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 New Year's uh, concert on television? It's like a tradition in Italy. Yeah, but they don't play the same song. Like, no, oh, the, <laughs> at the end they play the same song every time. At the end, like, do you the mean final like song. Ode to Joy or something? No, it's Hallelujah like Hallelujah Course. No, it's like it's like the some kind of march, I think. Ah, I don't know. So, I assume the three of us all ordered them. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? Did you order? When do they show up? Uh, I ordered, and they will show up on Monday, the nineteenth of December. But I will say, I mean, because I feel like I've got to say this, if I don't say this, people from the UK are just going to be mad at me. They're super expensive, right? It's £159. I think they're like $159. Yep. Like, it's just one-to-one right now. I'm just going to get used to that because this is just the way it's going to be and just stop thinking about it. But this is the world that we live in. It is, by the way, the Radetzky March, the, the song. So I, I was not wrong. Well, you weren't right either because you didn't say it. <laughs> no, but you were just like, I it's a piece of music. Just the, the name was slipping my mind, but I knew that there was a song that they play at the end of the New Year's concert every year. That's what I was trying to say. So you said coming the 19th. Uh, I ordered mine. They're coming on December 21st. Already, right now, an hour later, if you order them today, and at least in the States, they don't deliver until December 29th. So they've already slipped some. I'm yeah, sure they I imagine that there is not a lot of stock, honestly. No. Uh, and in conjunction with this, uh, Apple has massaged, adjusted, changed the shipping date for some of the other uh, products that are using the W1 chip, mainly the uh, Beats X, which are, I don't know, how would you guys find them? I guess they're workout headphones. They like, go around the back yeah. of your head. Yeah. And... Um, I think they are now showing for February. I'm trying to find them on Apple's site as we talk. But, you know, if if there was a manufacturing issue at the heart of this, is what John Gruber and some other people reported, then maybe that wasn't with the AirPods themselves, but maybe it was with some of the technology inside of them. And all of that's the same in the AirPods and the other Beats products. And so, you know, maybe they just had to sacrifice the Beats X to get the AirPods out the door. Yeah, as Carl's in the chat room says that, like the Beats X, you kind of imagine them like Apple's version of the Jaybirds. So it's yeah, like exactly. two yes. in ears that connect with a cable around the edge. Yeah, I'm looking on the UK website. They're they're saying coming February, um, and that I don't think that was the case before. Um, I don't think that that mm-hmm. they were meant to go. Uh, there was meant to be that kind of slip on them. It is funny that like if these products were delayed, like how did they get the Solo threes out of the door? Like, it's interesting that one product went out straight away and then everything else really yeah. struggled. There has to be something related to the bigger battery in combination with the W1. Because the, the Beats okay. Solo, they have a bigger battery. And maybe the problem is the smaller you get, the more difficult it gets. And clearly Apple prioritized the AirPods instead of the Beats X, which makes sense, I think. They're a better holiday gift, I think. Um, and I'm quite happy right now about my December 20 date. Um, we, we're we're all supposed to get the AirPods before Christmas, and now even just an hour later, people are gonna get it after Christmas. So that's good news for for us for once. Yeah, if there once, are no yeah, delays. Whilst they were late, um, I think it's a good thing that Apple was still able to get them in the hands of people before the holidays. Very last minute, <laughs> you know, just before the holidays. This is like one of one of the those um, situations, like when the Mac Pro came out. It was like two weeks before the end of the year, <laughs> if I remember correctly. It's like, well, technically, we did release it in you know before the end of the year. So yeah, there was a there was an OS ten release once, Stephen. You can maybe help me with this, where they kind of just said the fall, and then it came on like the last day of fall. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, 
<laughs> well, technically, it's correct. <laughs> it was maybe something like Snow Leopard or, or something yeah. like that, but I remember them being something. like, oh, we'll be here in the fall, and it was just like the last day before winter. Something like the end of October or something. Yeah, they they uh, they cut that close sometimes. I think the sad, the saddest uh, OS ten release story is when they sent an email out saying, "Hey, we know we said Leopard was coming, but uh, we need another three months because everyone's working on the iPhone." Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. That do, that got used for a long time. Is it like as Apple should take their X moment, right? That yeah. The, you got to take those extra three months. But if oh, they do, yeah. we'll all get mad. <laughs> it's like yeah. you could take the extra time, oh, but when a product to, is delayed, we all get real upset about it. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a meme, right? It used to be for, yeah. for a while. People were saying, "Yeah, Apple should have another Leopard or Snow Leopard moment, whatever." Yeah, it's like it's, it's, you know, times change, and it's never gonna happen again. I think. So some stuff that did come out uh, yesterday: iOS ten point two, TVOS ten point one uh, shipped. Where I think Mac OS ten twelve two should be out probably today. So a lot of updates. Um, of course, there's lots of coverage at this website called Mac Stories. Oh, yeah. I guess the the highlights of these releases, at least on I, the iOS side. 70 plus uh, new emoji, which gets everyone excited. I actually saw people tweeting yesterday of like people who aren't in like the tech circle, like we are. Oh, look, there's new emojis. I'm going to update my iPhone. It's like, oh, that really works. People really do update just so they can send yeah. bacon to each other. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, other, some the new... other types of people, like my girlfriend, who had uh, of 10.2 installed. She didn't know. She had no idea that she had new emoji. Um, and she she was complaining to me yesterday because she was like, the battery on this iPhone is weird. It's like it's dying on me all the time. And I was like, did you know that I put a bit on your phone because I needed to take some screenshots? And she got really upset. And I've used the new emoji. And she was, she was like, <laughs> I, I don't care about emoji. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, she de- she oh, uses them. She come on. It's How not like not those people. Oh my god! So I got to update for the new emoji. She's like, yeah, whatever. I got emoji. I use them, but you know, she, she's like, she really hates any kind of software update. You know, I I wonder if like if you know if if you guys like if if somebody was able to kind of like dig this apart, like there might be some kind of like response to the fact that you spend so much time devoting your life. <laughs> to software updates and like ruining all of your plans and all of your holidays that it's actually ended up in a case where she hates them yeah well, you know we should we should go to therapy guys for <laughs> <laughs> software yeah, we, update therapy yeah you know? i think i think mike is your therapist right now just like <laughs> thank you mike uh, how much do you do what's your hourly rate mike you, you can't afford me baby oh wow i know right okay <laughs> I'm so happy about the emoji. I'm going to put, put a link in the show notes to Emojipedia uh, because Jeremy, of course, has broken it all down so you can see every single emoji that's changed and every single emoji that's added. And this is a big one like because it's not just the addition of emoji. It's also the the, the f- kind of fundamental redrawing of a lot of emoji um, as well. And there are some great ones in this one, you know, as well as like fun things like avocado and whiskey. There's also, I think, much needed emoji like face palm and, and fingers crossed and a sick face. And Stephen would tell you black heart. He likes to send black hearts mm-hmm. to people now. I do like the black mm-hmm. heart. The, the clown is really freaking me I out there. I hate that thing so much. It's so creepy. Like, it's very horrible. Creepy. It's really horrible. I wish it would go away. So what else is there besides emoji? It's really Apple did something else in these, all these betas, right? Anything else? No, not anything that matters, I don't think. <laughs> uh, some widget improvements. The TV app is out, and I would encourage yeah. people to go read the review on Mac Stories. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's there. I'm not super excited about it. That's just me. What my review or cho- no uh, the TV app? The, okay, face <laughs> from it's there. I didn't <laughs> even care about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I may be bothered to put it in the show notes. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm trying the TV app from Italy with a very convoluted setup. I got my fake uh, US app store. Well, it's not fake. It's, it's real. real account. It's just it's fake information. <laughs> it's, uh, it shouldn't be, but it's there. US app store account. Um, some, of course, US iTunes credit, um, a VPN, 
and HBO Now. It's, it's, I don't know, it's too much. But I've been using TV app. I actually started watching for the first time, so I, I don't have to hear my friends anymore. I started watching Game of Thrones. I've, I'm, I'm only like six seasons behind, but, it, you know, I'll get there. And it's nice. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of the, of the music app, of the home app, and, you know, the general style of these bold headlines. And I like how you, you cannot watch any content in the TV app, which is basically like a glorified launcher that takes you to the actual content app where you can stream the video. But Apple does a few nice things with basically organizing and curating content from these external apps. So even if the video is inside HBO Now, the curation that Apple does is inside the TV app. So you can like browse categories or view the top TV shows or top TV episodes and a bunch of collections for actors and, you know, directors. It's very nice. Uh, very similar to the to the music app. I think I'm going to keep using it because I've actually discovered that HBO Now has a lot of TV shows and movies that I've always wanted to watch. So it's kind of expensive. But I also, you know, it's also very convenient because I just need to pay and watch. I actually understand why, why people do this now because it's very simple once you pay with money. So Have you seen The Wire, Federica? That's on my list. I want to watch The All Wire. Right. I want to watch Game of Thrones. I got a couple of movies, more than a couple of movies that I need to watch. So, yeah. Sopranos? Sop- have you seen Sopranos? Uh, also on my list, Mike. <laughs> oh, you're going to have a good time. I I'm going to give you a yeah. tip with, with The Wire, though, right? You've got to know this tip. Everyone knows this tip. You've got to stick with it for like three episodes. Three. Because you'll okay. watch it at first and you won't have a clue what's going on. Okay. You've just got to keep with it, okay? Okay. But yeah. Sopranos is probably the best TV show ever made, so enjoy that one. Okay, yeah. For Game of Thrones, I'm keeping the uh, the closed captions on because the you know of the sort of medieval British accent that they have, <laughs> and I and I kind of have a hard time because they're not your type of British people, Mike. It's yeah, like you type. are the accessi- accessible British. And then yeah, there's like yeah. the TV show British, which is kind of difficult for me. So, Federico, you have been using the Bear app for notes, and I thought it may be time to check in on that and see how it's going. As I said in my in my regional review, the the automation stuff, the power user stuff in Bear, it's very nice, and uh, I cr- I've created a few launchers to save time when when um, opening specific notes. Which you don't have, you don't have the possibility of doing that with Apple Notes. There's no way to create a bookmark for a single note. But I'm running into the same problems that I mentioned in my original review, and that it's starting to become even more of a pro- of a problem every week, where I save uh, new content from into a note, either from my iPhone or from my iPad. And because um, Bear doesn't synchronize the changes in time, I don't know what it what it does or doesn't do but I end up with a conflicted copy of a note. And that's really annoying. And I'm, uh, I'm considering whether the trade-off of having but also these conflicted copy issues is worth it mm-hmm. for me. And this is exactly the kind of point that I mentioned in my review. I want to try this for a couple of months. I want to see if they fix these problems. And if they're not fixed, then I got I to gotta, um, understand what I prioritize the most, whether it's... Uh, automation or reliability and um i think i'm i'm the reliability camp because i really want my notes app to be fast and uh, you know it's it's a it's a thing i don't want to manage i manage enough uh, options and you know apps in my life and the notes app is the kind of you know little thing little space where i just want to save stuff without thinking about it so I'm considering... It's also important stuff goes in there. Exactly. Like, I put a lot of really important things inside of my notes, my, just my general notes application, things I don't want to forget, things that it's like, you know, the off-board brain mentality, like the reason Evernote existed in the first place, right? It's the idea of just storing those things so they're, they're out of your brain yeah. and then they're somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I love Bear, right? I really love it. And, and I'm using it as my markdown text editor, basically. And, you know, as, as we said when we spoke about it last time, I wanted to see your kind of experience with it going forward to see if the conflict resolution stuff was dealt with better if I before I considered switching my notes to it. Because I'm really interested in a lot of the stuff that it can do. Like the workflow actions and, and the, the extension is like beefed up and it's super awesome and you can do some great things with it. But at a basic level, if, if there is a possibility that I'm going to lose text, I'm, I'm just not going to use it for my notes. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, that's really a problem for me. And I'm probably going to switch this weekend. Uh, I don't know, because I'm, it happened again yesterday and I'm putting together these two big stories before the end of the year. You know, the thought of losing a note or having five minutes at, and, you know, to text back and forth, I really don't like it. So, you know, almost, uh, let's say, 70% sure I'm going to switch back. Have you heard of work chat? I, I, you're, Steven, you are fired uh, from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have some socks here uh, that I would like to sell you. Are you interested? What about a scanner? Would you like a scanner? Oh, Evernote. Oh, I, I get I lots of emails from Evernote now trying to get socks. me to renew my subscription. <laughs> we, we, we just we realized you're Sorry. not wearing our hey. socks anymore. How do you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our sort of last, I think last regular episode for the year. Next week we're going to do our year in review show. And uh, we mentioned this last week. We're starting to put that document together, but if you have stories that you think we should be included, stories that were either important at the time and in hindsight were not important, those are fun to talk about, or things that really you know, changed the course of, of what the year looks like technology-wise or you know, in a bunch of the, all the different areas we cover on the show. Uh, let us know. We're collecting all that stuff on Twitter with the hashtag ConnectedYear, and we're going to be putting that document together. And it's I, I, I'll speak for you guys too. Like This is one of my favorite shows we do each year because it's so much fun to like revisit all the stuff we talked about and see how it has hmm. changed, yeah. you know, over the course of time. You know, one of the weird things about doing a weekly yeah. podcast that's sort of news focused is that there are a lot of times we talk about things that, in hindsight, don't really like don't pan out or don't don't bring the impact we thought they might like. And that's a lot of fun to do, and it's kind of fun to mm-hmm. look back at that as well. So, mm-hmm. hashtag connected to you on Twitter, uh, you can help us out with that. Um, I will also plug while we're doing this. Jason and Mike, y'all will be doing the Upgradies, which is a, a award that y'all made up on your show and give to people and give to developers and uh, products. Basically, a ton of people that don't want it, but we, we try and give it to them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you email somebody like, what is this? I'm not putting this on my website. Uh, but I think you guys have a Google Doc form, uh, or you were going to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do. I haven't listened yet. Yep. Um, so maybe we'll put that in the show notes as well. So lots of ways to kind of get involved at the end of the year with some fun stuff that we do here at Relay. Yep, there is a there is a Google Doc. There is an, uh, a voting form. Me and Jason have put together some nominees, some shortlisted nominees, but we're also accepting suggestions as well. So there's a bunch of different categories. Uh, I'll put the link in the, in the show notes so you can go and check it out, but also tweet of us, can, hashtag connected year, with, as Stephen said, with any links that you want us to talk about um, on our year in review episode. Yeah. Personally, my favorite show of the year is the MacBook event one. <laughs> but this, this one is also pretty second good. Second best. So. This is a close yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you said like four things on that last episode we did about the, the MacBook Pro uh, keynote. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was yeah. like in a fugue state, I think, once. It, it is fun. Like, That's. Uh, those episodes are fun because it, they highlight the differences between the three of us. Like one reason Connected works is that the three of us don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. I mean, we're all close friends, but like technology-wise, like the way we approach our topics are very different from each other, and that's what uh, what makes it fun. Federico and I are often at opposite ends of the spectrum with Mike somewhere in the middle. So, so it's a tasty Mike sandwich here on Connected. As always, it's, a, it's the, the sandwich, like it. sandwich approach. Mm-hmm. That's our strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, after this, uh, please, Stephen, uh, move on. All right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna move <laughs> us into our first topic. The uh, here in a couple days, Super Mario Run for iOS will be launching. It's on December fifteenth, and there are a couple of new stories I think we want to talk about. One about its internet connection, and two that they are demoing this in Apple stores, uh, which I believe both of you have taken advantage of now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to know what you guys thought about the need for a constant internet connection. For, from my perspective, the only thing I think is, you know, kids are going to be playing this in the car on an iPad without internet access. Like, it's kind of a bummer from the gameplay perspective, but you guys know Nintendo a lot better than I do and know gaming better than I do. Like, what do you think about this? Is this weird? Uh, is it a problem? Or, you know, kind of what's the deal? It's so stupid. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> this is Nintendo's problem. Like, if you ever listen to Remaster you, or any of the shows that me and Federico have ever done about video games, you will know, like, the constant thread that we have about Nintendo is they can never do anything perfectly. Everything that they do has a critical flaw in some way. Yeah. Like, for example, the NES Mini, the little, um, the little Nintendo thing that they just released, right? looks like the old NES. The cable is, like, two feet long for the, for the controller. From the, so you you cannot sit on the sofa and play the NES yeah. Mini, right? Okay, congratulations, Nintendo, you did yeah. it again, right? Like everything that they do has some sort of stupid flaw of it. They always manage to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory every single in time, some <laughs> way, every single time, and 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 it's always like a decision that they've clearly made which shows a lack of understanding of something. So this one, right, is that they've said, and it's like, this isn't just like, oh, we tried the demo version, it didn't work. Like, there are quotes from Shigeru Miyamoto specifically about this saying that to play Super Mario Run, it needs a constant internet connection because they're worried about privacy because they've never done something like this before. Like piracy, sorry, I should say. Like, they're worried about people who are going to pirate the game. Which is like, Nintendo, what are you doing? Like... Because what happens here is like people like me, commuters who are the exact market for a one-handed iPhone game, cannot play when they're underground. You cannot play when you're on a plane. Like the time that these games get played, like Infinite Runners, tends to be when people are traveling. Right, that is a big use case. But can you play Super Mario Run? No, no, you can't. Like, what are you doing, Nintendo? Like, this is just so stupid. It's so, like, it just shows, like, this this problem that they have of just completely misunderstanding something. It's, I think it's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I know there's going to be people who say, like, uh, every major game today requires a Wi-Fi connection. This is no big deal. I don't, I don't understand why people are making a big deal out of this. And the problem is, when you announce this type of game at an event, and you make a big deal out of the ability to play with one hand, and you say, well, you can play on the train, you can play on the subway, well, guess what's the place where people have no access to the internet? Like, it's exactly the subway. And there's also the fact that I think we, as a... As a community of Nintendo fans, I think we expected Nintendo to do better than, I don't know, Clash of Clans, for example, and these games that require to be constantly connected. Um, I think we, we were sort of hoping that Nintendo would bring back the classic idea of you can pay once, you can play forever, there are no weird social modern requirements, you know? It's not like all those other iPhone games were different. And I, and, I, and I thought we were hoping that would be the case. But from a practical level, I think, especially because it's the very first major ni Nintendo game on the iPhone, and you announce the kind of game that you, can, you say you can play with one hand on the subway, there are three modes why not make one of them always playable? And I know that they're making the excuse that, you know, uh, having an online, all, always online requirement makes it easy to connect to three modes in the game. But that's a very, that, that's basically a stretch. Yeah. Uh, it sounds to me like Nintendo went on stage at the Apple event and announced their idea for this game. And then whether it's, you know, an internal decision or whether Dina, which they collaborate with the Japanese gaming company for these games, push them to be like, look, if you want to have more stats, if you want to have more information about your players, you want to have stricter security in place, it's probably best if you always require an internet connection. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So if this, this launch is going to go well, no doubt, yep. but there's going to be people who complain about the requirement. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised Especially if, because it's a $10 game. Exactly. Right, when you unlock it. I wouldn't be surprised if at least one, uh, the main mode, the story mode, whatever it's called, the one with the, with the worlds, with the levels, at least that mode gets an update to remove right. the internet requirement. Because there's no need for it, right? So I, I want to I talk about this. I, I wish I could find this tweet. I saw a tweet that somebody put out that, that perfectly encapsulates this. Games like Pokemon Go, games like Clash of Clans, they require an internet connection because that's the game, right? You have to be connected. The Super Mario Run enforces one, 
That was um, that was Rene. I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was Rene. And it, and it perfectly summed it up. Right. That that yeah. Nintendo are forcing you to have an internet connection for this, which for the the main mode. There is no online play. Now, in the stage where you are connecting with other players, then make me connect then. The rest of the time, I shouldn't need to be connecting to the internet because I'm. it's a single-player game. It's a one-player game. Um, and, and I think that, that it really put it well because the easy argument that I've seen been seeing people make is like, oh, well, such and such game needs it. We have to connect online. But it, it, either they're scammy games... Or they're games that won't work unless you're connected online. And Super Mario Run is neither of those. Yeah, also, I mean, if you're making the argument that you need to check whether people have a pirated copy of the game, do you really need to check in real time? Do you really need to check every 10 seconds? Yeah. If the game is being yeah. pirated from, instead of bought from the App Store, I mean, can't you check, I don't know, twice a day? Is that a big problem? Uh, or every X hours? I mean, it just seems so disrespectful for people who pay ten dollars i don't know that it's not a lot but that's the current state of the app store economics so you can be blind to the fact that ten dollars is not considered a lot of money or you can just hope for the best and nintendo seems to be hoping for the best i think there will be a slew of app store reviews mentioning the requirement i think it's going to be a problem and i think it's going to be reversed. yeah i do too you know you're saying about the dina thing like that is a definite definite argument right that like dina have told them you should do this because of the tracking but i i actually take shigeru at face value but think that they're making a stupid decision like i think nintendo have never done this before right they have never had a serious release a mario release like one of their their tentpole titles on another platform so they are i think they're scared right that they're like oh we don't know about this apple app store like we should make sure that no one's going to steal our game <laughs> right i i genuinely think that they're feeling this way i just i'm just picturing the discussion with Nintendo executives, but all of them have your face and your voice, and it's very. Where amazing. do we put the seal of quality? Like, where does that go? Do, do we? Does that go on the App Store page? Where does the seal of quality go? I really think that they're just they're just kind of a little bit blinded to it. Like, yeah, yeah. this isn't this isn't something that they should be spent. This isn't something that should make everybody's play worse. Mm-hmm. They are sacrificing <laughs> yeah. everyone for the sake of some. Yeah pirated copies people that are never going to pay for the game yeah it's like, it's like someone who goes on a bike for the first time and he puts on the helmet and a bunch of protections because he thinks he's gonna die yeah. and <laughs> Nintendo yeah. is doing the same with an app release it's like just leave it to apple to deal with the piracy thing nobody else really frets in this way like just just chill but anyway i am really annoyed about this but I am super excited about the game anyway. Like, it's going to frustrate me when I want to play it in a place that I can't play. But the thing is, this is a game I've wanted for a long time. This is the exact Mario game I wanted Nintendo to build because it's so perfect for Mario, right? The Infinite Runner. And I've played it and you've played it. Federico, what do you think of, of Super Mario Run from your demo in the App Store? In the Apple Store? I played for a couple of minutes because there were people uh, standing mm-hmm. by. So, you know, um, it felt really good. Uh, the in terms of gameplay, uh, the, the the jump felt like a Mario jump, and the graphics were delightful. It didn't feel like a cheap game at all. Like no. from a couple of minutes, I could see that a lot of care went into making this game, and the, I played on a I think it was an iPad Mini. Um, the controls, the you know the relationship between touch and Mario jumping and Mario running felt exactly like a Nintendo game. And I saw from that limited demo that in in every level there's a, a couple of roads you can take. Uh, so there's you know it seems like the yep. re- replayability uh, factor will like, be massive. Seriously massive. I played the first two levels two times, and I mean just kind of like counting in my head, there were probably like four different routes you could take for each level. Exactly. Exactly. Like diff- different things that you could do, different jumps that you could make, and like with clear difficulty barriers like yeah. there were some that like i just couldn't get up there 
right yeah. it didn't matter what yes. i was doing so it's like right well that means that there's a perfect timing for it so it's like this is a this is clearly nintendo's take on this because it is so well done i played it today on an iphone 7 and an ipad pro 12.9 which is ridiculous <laughs> I, I took a little video of it uh, it looked really good on the 12.9 but it was kind of kind of silly i just said to the guy in the apple store i was like is it on the iPads too? He's like, yeah, it's on that one. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, the guy that I spoke to said that uh, he put all the demos on and he said it took forever. Like, he, uh, So I didn't, I, I didn't press him on this, but like, I wonder how they got them on there. But he was like, don't, yeah, it took my entire day. do the, the MDM solution for installing these apps? It, yeah, but the, it, this is this is unique, right? <laughs> Nintendo it's, it's sent them unique promo codes. <laughs> <laughs> they sent them some CDs, you know. It's like here's some, here's, here's, they sent them cartridges, 3DS cartridges. <laughs> but like, I assume this might be a little bit different because it's a demo, right? Like it's something that doesn't exist in the store, and it, that might have made it a bit trickier. But he said it took a long time, and there were only six devices because I, I went to like a, a a part of a store, like a store inside of a store. It's like it was like a, an Apple store inside of a mall. Like a, a a department store, like yeah, it wasn't okay. the actual Apple store. Oh yeah, okay, got it. So yeah. he only had like six devices, and it said it took him most of yesterday. So oh wow, oh, wow. <laughs> I feel sorry for the guy. Well, it, it was not a test flight build because there was no orange icon. I checked. So look at you, you look at you're always looking for those little details. I mean, I really like it. The game looks great. It plays great. Like I'm super excited for it. Like I cannot wait. Yes. yes. Um, and and when when do you, it's coming out Thursday, right? Like are coming we out thinking Thursday. midnight or are we thinking time? Well, Apple is doing something strange this time because the the there's already an App Store page for for the game. There's already an iTunes link, so in theory it should roll out at um, usually should be 11 p.m. New York time, uh, which would be my 5 a.m. or your 4 a.m. Mike. But being a new release, I don't know if Apple wants to wait for the morning or, you know, like, I don't know, 6 a.m. New York time, maybe. Uh, usually, when, they, when, when developers do these tiny releases, tends to go out at 11 p.m. New York time the night before. Uh, maybe this time is different. And, and I also want to see how the notification system that Apple put in place works. <laughs> yeah. I almost guarantee that I will have downloaded the game before I get the notification. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I yep. think so too. <laughs> unless it's, unless it's like the iPhone 7 tweets and they're just blast them out early. Yeah. Oh God. Well, like, you know, Apple is, Apple has a really bad job, like with their email marketing program, you know, like they, they don't use data very well. Um, it's, it's funny, like a company of their size with the amount of emails that they send, like how bad they are at it. You know, like you, you'll own a product for a while, like you buy an Apple watch on day one. And then two weeks later, you're like, Hey, buy an Apple watch. It's like, you know, I own <laughs> one of these, like, you know, this. You they, they don't use one. data very well. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you should buy one. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm frustrated, but I'm excited. But the, you know, I I do believe, as you do, Federico, that they are going to reverse this decision. But I don't think the game will ship that way. No, yeah, just because they I got don't. so much bad press and the game isn't even out yet. Yeah. Uh, I have a story for you two. Okay. Okay. Um, I I haven't told either of you about my my tales today which led me to playing super mario run so i want to i want to take a few steps back and just say that i've recently realized that the apple watch is an essential device for me okay a couple of weeks ago i came to this realization that it's like it's how uh, i get my notifications which is good, but it's also how I triage them. So like I can be connected at all times and I can easily kind of just make things more simple so that when I do sit down at a computer for a certain reason, a lot of stuff is already dealt with. So this morning I woke up and I woke up early. I was leaving the house early to come to the new flat because I had some stuff that I needed to take care of. And I saw that there was an update, right? Like an Apple Watch update came out, like a point update. So I started the update. I don't know why I did this. I just started it. And I had to leave at a specific time. So I took the Apple Watch off the charger. Oh, no. And it wasn't very happy about this. Um, so, you know, you have the little uh, the little dots that go around the Apple logo, right, that shows the progression. It's, it's stuck on that screen, and, one, and it was just blinking, just blinking. So I put the watch on my arm for a bit and kind of, like, went around my day and wanted to see what happened. And the screen wouldn't go off, and it was just getting hot. 
So I thought to myself, I need to I need to stop it doing this because I'm worried about like going about my day for the next two hours or whatever with this screen just like on constantly. So I force rebooted it, and it killed. Yeah, it. you bricked it. Oh, straight no. up, bricked it. Straight up, straight up, killed it. Uh, I got the red exclamation mark. Oh no! That takes you to a support page. So it's just a red exclamation mark, and it just said, "Look, by the way." Before I get feedback, I know what I did was stupid, but I had no other option. Like, I was leaving the house. I figured I could maybe leave it for later. Like, I was just going to take the watch off, and I figured it would just pause the update. But it was then I was worried about it being on all that time. So I took a flip of the coin and rebooted Mm -hmm. it. I I was fully aware of what might happen if I did this, but I kind of went with it. It was like 8 a.m. I was very tired. I wasn't maybe at my best thoughts. I was like, oh, maybe it will just come back to life. No, it didn't. So it takes you to a support page. Now, my other thinking was, is like, I know I can fix this. Like, my brain is saying to me, I'll just deal with it like I do with an iPhone, right? You just put it into to DFU mode or whatever the equivalent is, and you just flash the OS back onto yeah. it. Right? doesn't like, exist on the watch. This is, exactly, this is what I found out. Like, in my mind, it's like, well, I've done stuff like this before, and you can, you know, it might be a pain, but you can always get it back to life again. But no, the support page uh, says that you have to go to Apple. That's all it says. It's like, oh, you got to go. So you, you go to a URL that says, come to the Genius Bar. Confess your sins, my child. Confess your sins. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I was like, okay, let me see what's available at the Genius Bar. There are many Apple stores in London. This was 8 a.m. in the morning. I could not get a Genius Bar appointment in all of London for today. Yeah, yeah. Same in Rome. It's been getting worse, actually. And then what I think is worse than this is you can only book same day. It, would, it wouldn't let me book into the future. So what's the point of this? Do, do I now spend like an indefinite amount of time waking up at 7 a.m. every morning to see if you will grant me a genius bar appointment? Yes. Like, and, and that's just not a solution for me. Like right now, like where I, what I'm doing in my life right now, like moving house and then the holidays and then I'm taking a trip after the holidays, like I can't do this. So I now have an Apple Watch Series 2. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, my. Which one? I went with a black sport. Okay. okay. So what you had before. Because they were available. No, I didn't have a black one. I had a regular okay. one. Now I have a black one. So, like, I was... This is, like, another thing. I was like, oh, well, now I'm going to have to get one, right? Like, this is what I'm thinking in my head. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I don't want to go without it for, like, the next month, maybe. So I'll get one. And then I couldn't order any to home. Because they're all shipping in January. No Apple Watch is shipping. And then there is a big department store in London called Selfridges that has an, an Apple Watch store in it. And they had some for pickup. So I went there to pick one up. And then what I'm going to do is after the holidays, or, or maybe before, I'm going to take this to the Apple store and have it fixed. Or I, I'll, and give it to my brother because my brother wants one, so it can be a Christmas gift. Or I'm just going to give him the box now and be like, this is yours, but you have to fix it. <laughs> Take it to Apple. I got you this broken so, yeah, Apple I Watch. Now, <laughs> I, Merry Christmas. So is he, is he the, the brother two. I know, Mike? Yeah, the, it's, it's the guy you met. My, yeah, my younger uh, brother. You should, you should give it to him. I, I, yeah, I like your younger it. brother. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I, I was always <laughs> the plan was whenever I eventually upgraded my Apple Watch, I was going to give him my old one. I then decided I didn't want a Series Two because I, I mean I didn't want a Series Two, um, but it was all that was available for pickup. Even it's just this all I could get today after searching for all of these like six stores was a black Series Two. That was all I could get for available, um, and so. I decided to just go with it. I, I, I can't, like, you know, Carl's saying to me in the chat room, like, to call Apple Care. Like, I just, and they'll ship me one. I just, I just can't. I just, no. I, I, I haven't, I, I'm like moving house. I've got too much going on right now. So there we go. I now own a Series 2 Apple Watch, nice. uh, the black one. So a couple of things about it. Uh, I can totally feel that it's thicker. Hmm. And the reason I know this is I've had to change the hole on my watch band. Oh wow, that much! So wow. the one that I yeah the one that I was wearing it was just it was just slightly too tight. So I've changed it. Like and also I know that it's heavier as well. Like this is the thing with a watch. Right? When you have something on your wrist all day every day, when it changes, you notice. It doesn't matter how little it changes. 
Like I can feel that this thing is thicker, um, and I know it's heavier because I've had to change the the hole on my watch mount. Um, like, or, or maybe I've got those two things the way around, but whatever. But yeah, th- that that's kind of. I have nothing else to say because I haven't had this thing long enough. The yeah. black's nice, uh, and I guess it's faster. Like I don't know. <laughs> And Mark, Mark has asked in the chat room, why not get the Series 1? Because there were none available in all of London. <laughs> like, all I could get was the black one. I couldn't get gold. I couldn't yeah. get rose gold. I couldn't get... So, like, there was nothing. There was absolutely I nothing. I was just looking, as you were talking about, what my local Apple store had in stock. And it changes all the time, I think. The only thing I could buy right now in my Apple store is the Nike watch, you know, the Nike Plus one in the dark aluminum. At least in the 42 millimeters, so I looked at. But it's like, these things yeah. are still constrained i mean it's it's i don't know what's going on but they are struggling to ship these things and in, in numbers to keep up i guess it's good for apple uh, right now maybe it means they're selling more than they I mean, thought they would maybe that's if they're a good making thing. three a week and they're selling and they need to sell five a week they'd yeah, still be yeah. ahead like who knows i do want to take a quick time as i like, was i know this was all my mm-hmm. fault uh, to just say that the apple watch update process Sucks. is barbaric yep <laughs> Yes. It's it's really just like the all of the steps you have to take, and then how long it takes. Like, th- what is going? There's, there's barely any software in this thing, as far as I'm yeah, aware. Like, it, you know, what is it doing? Yeah, it's because it depends on the iPhone, so it's not as straightforward. For, because for whatever reason, the Apple Watch cannot update itself. It has to talk to the phone, and the phone has to manage the process of fetching the software update. And letting it install on the watch, it, w- it would be easier if also there's no you know there's no connection uh, to override the the software like you can with an iPhone. You just plug it into iTunes and you install the you know the IPSW file. You cannot do the same with an Apple Watch. So it has to talk to the phone, and because of that, it's super slow and it's super you know it comes with those trade offs. Like mm-hmm. if I break my watch, I cannot reinstall the software myself. I need to bring it to Apple for servicing. See, that's the thing that like annoys me now is like I know what the process is. They're just going to take that little service cover off the back, right, and like the little thing that's hidden under the watch, and then they're going to plug it in and flash the OS. Yeah, like I know that's all it takes. I'm kind of just like, can you not sell me a cable? So I can do this yeah. myself. Yeah, maybe like, in the future. <laughs> because, you know, like if my iOS device fails, you make me do it. Right. Yeah, I know. I you know. you tell me to do this, so I do this. Like, why mm-hmm. can't I just, why can't I do this? Like, it's so, because the thing is, if I could have taken it to the Genius Bar today, I would have done that. Like, I wasn't looking to spend this money, right? Like, I, I, I but I... It was even if I could have booked an appointment in three days' time, but it was like no appointment today. It's a try again tomorrow. That was all it said. It's like this the, is like something uh, is going on with the Genius Bar situation. It used to be in Rome. Uh, I live five minutes away from an Apple store, and it's one of the the the, the bigger ones here. And um, used to be that even in busy times of the year, like uh, in the Christmas season, for example. You could book an appointment uh, usually two to three days in advance. In the non-busy times of the year, you could book an appointment for the same day or the next day. <laughs> this is the this is the exact for, experience I've had in the past too. For the past couple of weeks, maybe for the past month, it's been getting so worse that in the two weeks ago, so not exactly Christmas season yet. I could book an appointment on Sunday, for example, for Friday. And there were only a few spots left. So I don't know what is going on, whether Apple has changed something in the Genius Bar strategy, how it works, how many appointments per day they can handle. But it seems to be a common trend in Italy, now that you tell me so in the UK, I've heard from people in Canada with the same problem. I don't know what is going on. Maybe they're understaffed, but are they really understaffed at a worldwide level? It doesn't surprise (laughs) me that they're busy, and it doesn't surprise me that I can't get one on the same day. What frustrates me is that I can't then book one. It's like I then have to spend... Like I said, it's like an unknown amount of time before I will get an appointment. Checking every single date, multiple times a day. Like, when am I supposed to see if there's appointments available? Like that—that that doesn't work. And it's like, again, like I wouldn't complain about this, except for the fact that you're forcing the only way for me to get my product resolved is to come to you. Is that's what you tell me? So I have to come to you. And even then, it was like, 
comes at a genius bar. And and when you go to Apple's page, like the support page, the problem that I have, you can't select in the support system. You can't say like red exclamation mark, like it doesn't know what that means. Or like the Apple Watch is brick. Like, <laughs> it, it, there's none of this. I just had to choose like there's a power problem. Yeah. It was the only way it would then let me get to the genius bar booking system. Everything else was just like, hey, talk to us online. It's like, no, I know what I need to do because you've already told me. <laughs> I don't want to uh, talk to you online. <laughs> well, because then it's just going to be like, have you done this? Like, yes, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I like when you do the other people voices. Me too. Because they always <laughs> sound the same. <laughs> this is what I think of these computers. Wow. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This week's episode is brought to you by a company that makes me happy. It doesn't make me sad. And that's Foot Cardigan. I have a few questions for you, dear listener. Do you want to be known as the best gift giver this holiday season? Have you ever wanted to be the envy of everyone you know because your feet look so cool? Do you want awesome socks delivered to your mailbox? Come on, we all know the answers to these questions are yes. And let me tell you how that can happen. This is all about Foot Cardigan. They deliver fun socks every single month right to your doorstep. They ensure that your feet never have to be seen out in public again in plain, boring white socks. And the best part, this really is actually the best part. You don't have to choose what pair you get because every month you get a surprise pair of socks in the mail. Surprises are the greatest and so are Foot Cardigan socks. They have a bunch of different types. They have socks for men, women, and kids. And they have no-show socks. They have luxury socks. They have different styles as well, so you can choose which one you like. They, their plans start at just $9 a month. And Foot Cardigan socks are a great gift. And they're also just really nice for yourself. I love my Foot Cardigan socks. I'm slowly replacing all of my old boring socks. Every month, a new pair of Foot Cardigan socks comes in. Boring socks go out. Go to footcardigan.com right now. You'll get 10% off your order with the coupon code WORLD. W-O-R-L-D. It seriously are a great gift because it's a gift that keeps on giving. So think about that for the person in your life whose feet you want to be covered in awesome socks. That's footcardigan.com. Promo code WORLD. Check out to get 10% off any subscription. Thank you so much to Foot Cardigan for their support of this show and Relay FM. Is a quick update in the time from follow-up until now. AirPods are now four weeks out, so you're into 2017. You're welcome, Apple. (laughs) Yeah, we we sold we uh, we sold out their entire stock. So we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up this week talking about Pebble, a company that we have um, covered on this show for a long time. I had the original Kickstarter Pebble watch, Mike. You've had one or. I, I had the steel. I got the steel one. Well, you, you can't buy another one because uh, they're gone. And if you did buy one, <laughs> you get refund. So they, yeah, this has been really interesting to kind of watch unfold. Like I think it was maybe about a week or two ago, rumors started circulating that Fitbit were looking to buy Pebble. Right? That 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 news has been around for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm, but yeah. kind of at that point, it kind of just looked like, wow, they're going to buy them. Like that was kind of there wasn't really anything else that would have suggested that a sale was needed. So the the story seems to be that. They have been in like financial trouble for a while. There's a great article on Back Channel about this, saying that uh, as far back as 2015, Pebble was losing money. They were not meeting their sales goals, and they sort of had a realization that the company was not going to be profitable. If you remember, they did a round of layoffs. Then laid off like 20, 25 percent of people. Yeah, it was, it's like 160 people or something. It was like a quarter of their workforce. Yeah, it's a bunch of people, and it's and it's, it's always. I mean, we say this every time. It's always terrible to cover these stories because, like, you know, real people are affected and mm-hmm. lost their jobs. But so Pebble shrank. They uh, had a Kickstarter for the uh, Pebble Time Two. Their names are confusing to me. Um, yeah, and, and then like a little like keychain 3G thing that could do things called the Core. Cool. Yep. But it what it doesn't seem to have been enough, and so in this acquisition, kind of two things happened. Fitbit seems to have bought the software, and in this deal, most most if not all of the hardware people at Pebble uh, were let go. They were not given the opportunity to join Fitbit. So Fitbit mm. seems to have bought Pebble for their software. For their, and their engineers, yeah, the the engineers, yeah. the IP there, which is super important, right? That they have, they now have the rights to the ideas in the Pebble software, which yep. we can get into. Had some some interesting stuff, I think, but uh, clearly not even like an, another Kickstarter campaign could do it. I think you know we we talk about this in companies sometimes where 
if they have like a big public layoff, it really damages trust in the company. It's like the same reason like the the time capsule and the airports are dead. Even if Apple isn't discontinuing them, uh, that story like broke everyone's trust in that product line. So effectively, they're dead. It's kind of the same thing with Pebble, I think. Yeah, because if what happened was, yeah, what what happened was after their Kickstarter campaign, they needed to raise more money because, yeah, for whatever reason. But at that point, nobody would give any money to them, and it's probably you know it was a combination of you just laid off a bunch of your people and also Apple, like Apple are here now, you know. It's like I think it kind of it kind of crushed them, and the the C basically the back channel article is a lot of like direct quotes from in conversation with Pebble CEO. And one of the things that he says is he thinks that everybody misjudged what the smartwatch devices were for. Mm -hmm. He said, like, we went after, like, productivity. Apple went after notifications and communication. But it actually seems that people want health devices on their wrists and that both Pebble and Apple ran for that. And Apple were better placed to be able to make the changes in time. And by that point, like, with the Pebble 2, like, the Pebble 2 was focused on health but it was too late. It was just too late for them, mm-hmm. which is a shame. It's a real shame. And and so now it's like, this is where they are. And so one thing, there's, a, there's another article uh, on The Verge where Fitbit CEO talks about kind of like why they did this. And one thing that's brought up in that article is the fact that Fitbit also bought, bought Coin. Now, Coin was the car, like the credit card replacement thing, right? Is that what that was? Yeah, the never ship to people, kind of, or ship super late, I think. Man, why did Fitbit do this? They, like, buy all these, like, crowdfunding campaigns just before they're ready to ship. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody gets the product. They have, like, a thing for failed products, it seems. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, I mean, if you look at it, if you back up, though, Fitbit has the health tracking stuff, right? They've yep. they've been doing that a long time. We could have a conversation about the quality of some of those. My wife is on her, like, fifth charge HR because they die every three months. But, uh... They just keep returning. They just keep shipping us new ones. It's crazy, but they have so they have the health fitness stuff down, right? Like I think that outside the Apple Watch, Fitbit's the only wearable that's really kind of making an impact. And I think maybe to a bigger degree, sort of out with the kind of common consumer, Fitbit is a known brand, which is impressive for a wearable. So they have the health stuff with Coin. They have some sort of mobile payment. I was never really sure how Coin worked. Like you gave it your credit card numbers and it made it turned them into a contactless payment or something some magic they had a sandwich video that was cool but that's all i really remember and now they have pebble with its assumingly its os and all of its ip and its software engineers so like fitbit now has all the three components that the apple watch is kind of good at right you have health and fitness you have payment which is pretty good uh, on the apple watch and you have an OS that can handle notifications and, you know, kind of smart watchy type things. So is Fitbit going to go up against Apple directly? Like one reason I think Fitbit has continued to be so successful is that they don't take on Apple head to head. Like a lot of people have Apple watches just for fitness and the notifications are bonus, but the price difference is so much that, you know, you can walk in a Best Buy and buy a Charge HR for like 140 bucks or something where the cheapest Apple Watch is, is noticeably more than that. But is Fitbit going to now go upstream and go against Apple? There's a whole lot of questions there. But it's I find it very interesting to see what Fitbit does with all this because they keep putting these pieces together through these acquisitions. They're clearly doing something, right? Like You, you cannot doubt they are doing something because they are buying up all of the individual parts that they need. Mm -hmm. I do think that it's a shame that they're killing the Pebble brand. I think it's a good brand. The name and like all of the stuff around it, like I I think it's kind of nice. It's a shame that they're going to kill that as well. I I think think. nerds know it, but I don't think it has any meaning to anyone past past us. I don't necessarily mean it's like it's got a lot of... It's not just on its cachet. Like, I actually just think it's just a nice product name. It, yeah. No, I liked it. And the the first one, I mean, I had one, it was kind of gross, but it was like this really nice, you know, black, smooth thing. It was it was a it was a good branding. Um, I see what you're saying. It's, for me, the biggest question here is if, like, if Pebble failed in part or maybe in whole because it couldn't do stuff with the iPhone, the Apple Watch could. Right, like at the beginning, the Pebble felt like magic because it was the only thing doing any of this. The Apple Watch came along and did a whole bunch of stuff that the Pebble all of a sudden couldn't do. And remember, like Pebble 
sort of pivoted to like more Androids, Android stuff. I think did they emulate Android Wear? They did something where like they, they, what they were able to do, even with their own operating system, was to tie into some of the hooks that Android Wear provides. That's right. So they weren't like hacking it, but they were building their own software on top of on top it. Of it. They, could, they could do more with Android because of the hooks that Android Wear has that iOS doesn't have, like allowing you to act, actually act upon notifications in a meaningful way, reply to stuff and things like that. Like th- th- This was stuff that Pebble could take advantage of with the Pebble Time 2 on Android that they couldn't on iOS. So if that doomed Pebble to a degree... How like how can Fitbit do it? And people in the chat room talking, you know, the smartwatch market is not that big. Garmin, Apple, and Fitbit ate up all the pie. So maybe Fitbit will be more successful just because they're bigger. But at some point, you're going to be in the same boat of like, I can buy this Apple Watch. It's a, a little bit more money or a lot more money, and it can do all this stuff. Or I can get this thing that is cheaper but does drastically fewer things. Like I, I just don't know at what point that that tips over into Fitbit's favor or not. But again, it's, it's really interesting to see in this larger conversation that wearables aren't as the, the market of wearables is collapsing. The Apple watch is probably the only one doing anything of any uh, real value as far as uh, a business. So I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's sad to see Pebble go because it was like cheerleaded by a lot of nerds. Like it was sort of a nerds brand, but yep. it's gone now, and it's up to Fitbit to either take on Apple or do something interesting with the Pebble software. I hope it doesn't go the way that WebOS did and ends up on TVs in five years and like no one recognizes it. Like A lot of the cool ideas in WebOS are gone. I hope some of the cool ideas in the Pebble software can survive. So, like in the same way that Pebble exists, and that you know Fitbit have their own thing anyway, and they're maybe going to make a new own thing. They're not the only company that's like this, right? So Android Wear exists, right? Android Wear is still going. There's still Google is still doing more for that. There's still more watches coming out for that platform. But now Samsung um, are further pushing the Gear S3. This is actually new. I actually think it looks really nice, just like looks nice. This all runs on Samsung's own operating system called Tizen. And they have that whole like interaction by twisting the bezel thing which is i think a really nice way of doing the majority of the interaction like it's a lot of twisting and clicking so your fingers are not actually on the screen which is something apple made a point of talking about but their product doesn't work that way right like i remember like oh the digital crown that means you won't be touching the screen no i touch the screen always because it seems to be the only way to get the Apple Watch to do anything. But anyhow, anyhow they have the, 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 the S3 watch has this like twisting and clicking thing, so you, you use it that way. Uh, they they have their own app store as well, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is slim right now, which you would expect because it is a niche product with a niche operating system mm-hmm. that only exists on this one product. And Samsung are probably able to throw money at companies to make them make these applications I don't think Fitbit is going to be able to do this, which makes me wonder if they're even going to have any apps. Like, this might not even be a thing that they're looking to do. I don't know. Well, what I can tell you, I I bought a Fitbit a, a while back, and I, and I tried it for, like, about a week. And you got the, what one did you get? The Charge 2. And um, what is that one? What it, What does that do? It has a heart rate sensor and a tiny display, and it can do sleep tracking at night, and it, the battery lasts for five days. Okay. And it is nice that you can do the automatic sleep tracking. Uh, you, you don't have to signal the fact that you're going to sleep with, you know, you don't have to touch a screen, you don't have to tell the device anything. It just knows. That's nice. But everything else about it feels cheap, plasticky, and it made me... The heart rate seemed uh, to be off in, in, in my experience, like it was lower than it, than it had to be. And just the whole thing made me miss the Apple Watch so much um, that I, in, a, in a surprising turn of coincidences, I... I had placed an order for a Series 2 watch, one for me, one for Sylvia. And we were waiting to be delivered at the end of December. 
Sylvia noticed that the Apple Watch Series 2 was actually in stock at our local Apple store. So I canceled my order, went to the Apple store, bought two Apple Watches, and I'm just loving the Series 2. And, I'm, and I realized, because of the, of the Fitbit, just how much I missed my Apple Watch and how much better the, the Series 2 is compared to the first watch. It's faster. The battery life is impressive. I can use the, the Apple Watch at night as a sleep tracker. I'm testing a new app that does, you know, very cool things with sleep tracking on the watch. And when I wake up, the battery is still like at 70% left. And so I, I basically consume 30% of battery during the day and during the night, which is impressive. And I'm just, I, I'm appreciating the Apple Watch at a whole new level. And the Fitbit, I first tried it in 2014 when we started to talk about the Apple Watch on, on I think it was still the prompt maybe. Um, and it's just, I went back, I tried it again. And sure, it got better. The app, the Fitbit app is better. The, the device was slightly better, but the overall feel is this is a, you know, a cheap uh, fitness tracker. What I really want is an Apple Watch because I, I want apps. I want you know, music playback on my wrist. I, want, you know, I, I was actually missing the Apple Watch. So I think the best way to appreciate the Apple Watch is to not use it for a while, maybe use something else, then you realize I actually miss my Apple Watch a lot. And, and I had this, this discussion with Sylvia because she also sold her, her uh, first Apple Watch to a friend and she was without one for a couple of months. And she was trying to explain this to people uh, because we get, you know, friends ask us uh, about the Apple Watch. And she, was, she told those people, um, it's hard to describe why I need it, but now that I don't have it, I really miss it. And I guess I love it because it's a bunch of small things, small, you know, enhancements to my daily life, whether it's checking the time or notifications or, you know, having a tiny screen always with me. And there's no great way to say, look, look at this device. It's impressive. It's not like an iPhone 7 Plus, right? It's not like an instant demo. It's a bunch of things. And once you do not have them anymore, you miss them a lot. And that totally clicked with me. I was like, yes, you're right. Um, so we bought two Apple Watches. We're super happy now. And uh, Fitbit, good luck, I guess. There's yeah, always going to be a market for, for those devices. Maybe. I don't know. I think Adina is in the same camp that Sylvia is, which is like, I like this thing. I don't really know why, but yeah. I don't want to not have it. Because she wears it every day, like even if we're just at home, um, and 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 she can't really put in, she can't really put in like to context why. I mean, I feel like I know my reason now, and and because I was like that, I was like, I know I really like this thing, but I don't know why. But I have realized that it's just become a thing with like primarily with notifications for me. It is just this view into my world at all times. Like it actually, for me, makes me more. Um, it, it helps me be more attentive to people when I'm in conversation or like at dinner or something, because just glancing at my watch is way better than something going off in my pocket and me having to grab and check it. And also like I have more notifications on my phone than I do on my watch. So it's like also like the super um, important things come to my watch, like the things that I should be seeing. Um, and that really works for me and it, and it does help me focus. And also it's like, if I don't have my watch on or like the batteries died, which happened a couple of times or whatever, then the whole time I'm just like, what's going on? Like, I feel yeah. like I'm completely yeah. disconnected. Yeah. And look, you can say that that's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. And and the reason is it's not because like, oh, you know, what are people saying about Apple's MacBooks on Twitter? It's like, no, it's what important things could be happening in my business that I need to know about. That's for me, right? Like I, totally people are saying things about MacBooks yeah, on Twitter. It's, but like, it's that's not the stuff that I give a crap about, right? Like, <laughs> and, and I'm not giving a crap about like my free-to-play game notifications. No, it's like, are there any emails that come in with contracts that I need to sign? Or do people need something from me in Slack because something's blowing up somewhere? Or like, you know, these are the things that, that come through for me because that's the stuff that I really care about. And, and the watch is enabling me to filter those things rather than me just turning off every single notification that I have on my iPhone because I don't want to do that. I like right. this system of phone gets loads of stuff, 
permanent do not disturb, then the most important things come to my watch. It works for me so well that I've decided that the watch is essential hold enough on, hold that on. I buy a new one on the same day. Permanent do not disturb on the phone notifications to the watch. Mm. Yeah, that, It works it. so good. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. You know, I, I feel like I need to... I need to try something else for notifications. I, I, I feel like I'm always bothered by lots of things coming at me all at once. All right, that's a good idea, maybe. I don't know. I'll think about that's it. That's my top, yeah. tip, top tip for today. It's a mic, mic hack. Hmm. You know? But I do feel bad for Pebble. I just feel bad for Pebble. Yeah, you know, know. There's yeah. good company. They had some good stuff like that. And, you know, and, I, and I hope that Fitbit really takes advantage of the things that they were good at. Um, like the Pebble Time OS looked really interesting, and I hope that Fitbit is able to to do something with that. Yeah. All right. If you want to catch our show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash one two one. If you want to find Federico online, he is at Vitici on Twitter. V i t c v i t i c c i. There you go. V i t i c c i. And he's at maxstories.net. And Federico, I believe you have some interesting stuff coming this week. Yeah, there's a big story coming tomorrow. Finally, it's a took a long time. Should be a should be a good one. It you know it's got all the special things that we do every once in a while. So yeah, check it out tomorrow afternoon. And then you can find Stephen at five twelve pixels dot net and at i s m h. I am at imike i m y k e. Uh, thanks again to Foot Cardigan for supporting the show. But most of all, thank you for listening. If you want to be involved in our end-of-year episode, don't forget to tweet your favorite stories of the year with the hashtag ConnectedYear, and we'll be able to pick those up, and then you can be a part of the suggestions for our episode next week. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios.